0: A priest is humbled and gratified to borrow the title Father from the author of all fatherhood and for a few decades to employ that title in his ministry only to return it to the Father of us all at the end of his life with an accounting of how he used it. For 28 years, my priesthood was in bureaucracy and academia, behind a desk learning, behind a desk administering. And then, by happy providence, I came here ten years ago today, was appointed pastor of this parish. Today, I leave as pastor. I will have to give an accounting to God of how I used the title Father for those ten years. The miracle of the calming of the seas, that instant moment of calm when Jesus rebuked the storm and brought peace is a fitting image. Oh, I never did that. But as Father, I was privileged and humbled to be present for the birth and baptism of many. It was in sorrow that I was present for the illness and death of many others. The joy and smiles of couples who stood here to say, I do, and the counseling of others who said, I don't. But through it all, the grace of God is apparent In the middle of this past week, Rich, the seminarian who is i 'm so grateful, is here with us this summer uh, called me and said, "There is a hermit sister who is in the chapel. She stopped by for a visit in the evening and asked if I was available it's a young hermit sister who uh, for whom i've been her spiritual director for about f- five years i guess and um She happened to be traveling back from the Carmelite Monastery in Fairfield, south of Gettysburg, to where she's living in Harrisburg. And she just stopped by for a prayer and a visit in our chapel, knowing it was open, and just happened to see if I was here. She reminded me of something. About three years ago, maybe more, I was at prayer, and God asked me a question. What gives you life? I said, well, Lord, you know. I mentioned five things. Preaching, teaching, hearing confession, doing spiritual direction, mentoring or coaching young priests. She said to me, don't you realize that God is sending you to the seminary because that's exactly what gives you life. He heard what you said, and he's answering your prayer. That's how God works. Now, Jesus could work instantaneously and calm the storm. A theologian, Father Pierre Théard de Chardin, mentioned, he asked the question, how come we don't see miracles instantaneously? As they did in the time of Jesus. He said, We do see miracles, they happen all the time. But God sees life and the universe unfolding in a way we cannot. He used an example of a leaf running down a stream, a rapidly moving stream. An ant finds its way atop that leaf now the ant thinks in two directions it's not looking up at the sky or down at the water it just knows it's on this leaf now god sees that that leaf is a, is going to come to a point of rapids in in the stream and that little ant will topple over and drown in the stream so way before that leaf gets to the rapids god moves a rock to divert a channel of water so that the leaf goes around the rapids and the ant is safe. Teilhard said, this is how God works miracles in our lives. God is thinking years or decades ahead so that when we come to a point of challenge in life, the miracle has already occurred. The grace is already there. God has already put things in place so that when we need it we go around the time of trouble or grace is there to help us navigate through that trouble as we could never do ourselves. That after all was the lesson God tried to give Job as we heard in our first reading today. Job as we all know, experienced so many challenges in life. But at the end, after Job questioned God repeatedly, what is this all about? God gives an answer which is no answer at all, simply reminding Job, I've put the stars in place. I've put the ocean where it is. I've put the great beasts on earth as they are. Don't you think I'll take care of you too? That's the lesson for us all. God's grace is sufficient. When St. Paul found himself deeply troubled, he said he he prayed three times to be relieved of the trouble, and God's answer came to him saying, My grace is sufficient. One translation, it's not the best translation, says... Because my power is strongest when you are weak. When we are full of ourselves, there is no room for God. But when we are emptied of ourselves, then we can welcome God. On this Father's Day... I share the joy of those who are here as fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers, and I share the sadness of those who have seen your children walk away or drift away from the faith, who have seen your children go through troubles in life and sadness and tragedy. And as a father, I share that, the joys and the pains. But I stand as a witness to the truth that God's grace is sufficient and the last chapter of our stories is still being written. God's grace will see us through.